This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hey, this is Todd Hoffman from WSTR Galactic Public Access, and you're listening to Conversations with Pat and Charles. These two goofballs will make you laugh, and you'll learn a little bit something about Star Wars. Conversations It's a translation To a Star Wars nation It's a celebration Hello and welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat and this is episode 57 the light side and the dark, the good and the bad. Throughout the galaxy, different civilizations have had their quarrels. The one on Moncala is no different. Ooh. I so, was expecting a definite quarren slant onto the intro on that one. Well, this is the quarren episode, so I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, so, well, good thing the Moncala are better. <laughs> Click. Please. All right, so the first appearance of the quarren were in the return of the jedi okay uh-huh in it... jabba's palace okay okay so my argument is they were there first they're better so i win <laughs> my argument is is that the moncala have history stories and uh, crit- uh, critical characters throughout the entire saga i win <laughs> check and mate um <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, so if it pleases the court, I would like to submit my opener. Okay. For the Quarren being, despite living on a planet called Moncala, named okay? after the Moncala. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! I allow me to, to state my my opener. Okay. We'll so, give you we'll give you the floor. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like this is a bad Senate hearing. Um all right. So so the Quarren are sentient aquatic creatures from the seas of Moncala. The deep okay? seas, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And in their defense, they can spit ink at predators. Uh-huh. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Additionally, Additionally, there's a bad rap, okay? Because because they they have a derogatory name associated with them, the squid heads, mm. okay? Which is which is not nice. Okay, it's like an ethnic slur, okay? So these are these are people that have been looked down on. True. Okay? Yes, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of them have moved away from Ankara because of the xenophobia. Wow! Wow! Against against these fine beings. Wow. Okay. We'll we'll give you that stretch. Many of them also live on um, uh, the moon of Trask. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, I won't submit any objections right now, just to give you the floor. (laughs) Okay. But okay. Okay. This is probably the weirdest one we've ever done. It is, but I think it's really fascinating because. I love it. When you proposed the idea for the episode, 
this was built around our idea that we had for just species in general, right? Like all the species yeah. of Star Wars. And you had just said, well, why don't we just do the Quarren and Mon Cala? I'm like, okay, they're cool. We talk about that and we go on to other ones. And then you said, no, 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 no. We just do the Quarren and the Mon Cala. Right. And then That's I started good. looking into it. It's like, wow, this is a really complex society. And it goes back thousands of years of this complex society. And it's like, wow, totally in on this. And beside the fact that, you know, the Mon Cala were more uh, developed, uh, had a better society, had higher technology, lived closer to the surface, uh, you know, spanked the the corn time after time, um, despite their treasonous ways. Um, (laughs) Despite their treasonous ways. You know, is wanting fair elections treasonous? I think not. No, siding with the CIS certainly is. But yeah, that's, we'll get to that part. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> but we can't discount. And of course, if you listen to our Dooku episode, it's a highly complex subject of being part of that, that confederacy of independent systems. Because, yeah. you know, there was more than just being influenced by the emperor. It was Dooku's wish to have independent systems, especially the ones out in the Outer Rim, which, of course, Mon Cala was part of the Outer Rim. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a very uh, it's a very legitimate view from their perspective. And I don't hold that against the Quarren because within their own planet of Mon Cala, they were the outer rim. They were the ones who understandably worked with the Mon Cala and they had power over the Senate that included members of both species and stuff. So they were certainly subservient to the Mon Cala. And but that then leads into that whole sort of separatist movement um, mentality that Dooku right. was projecting. Exactly. And I'm glad you see it my way. But um, we're still better. <laughs> so the separatist crisis happened and uh, Senator Teeks, um, mm. one of the uh, Quarren representatives on Mancala, uh, defected to the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Mm-hmm. This helped to stir trouble between the, uh, the Mancalamari and the Quarren uh, before the events of the Clone Wars. Yes. So, you know, they've lived side by side, but, you know, the Mon Calamari had, had their... Mon, well, I guess you can talk about the Mon Calamari king. Yes. I think his name was uh, Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a nerd joke. That's a nerd joke. That is... Because... <laughs> Because he was assassinated, and then it started a world war. Yes, yes. The uh, First World War, right? Yep. There that's you go. the one. Yes. So appropriate, <laughs> and um, cer- certainly historically, uh, perspective-wise, it's very important. But, like, so when I looked into this, and I went back into, like, the deep lore, like, a lot of this, was like, mm-hmm. some of it was sort of hard to find without being canon versus legends, because there's so much sort of backstory that was... Uh, filled in with not only the uh, Jendi Tartakovsky animated series, but also yeah. the um, the comics and stuff, which, of course, yeah. is more accepted. But, you know, the planet, of course, has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And for the most part, the Mon Cala have sort of come out the victors, right, of the planet. Yes. And so that gives them that perspective of, OK, we're the leaders, we're the rulers of the planet. Uh, and that that harmonious coexistence with the Quarren, is is it more of a uh, symbiotic 
relationship or is it more of a, well, you know, we're more powerful. So you're just going to sort of follow what we say. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Furthermore, I know we've had this discussion that the Clone Wars series is uh, somewhat uh, like propaganda. Mm. Right. So it's it's so it's not unlikely that the Clone Wars series would would paint the Quarren in in a poor light because of their association with the Separatists. Right. So the events of the Clone Wars television series um, is uh, is misleading to say the least. Okay. <laughs> I agree, but like you brought up at the start when you had the floor, um, <laughs> the uh, first appearance of the Quarren was when. Return of the Jedi. Right. Where was that uh, Quarren? In Jabba's palace. I'm sorry, whose palace? Jabba, the hut. <laughs> so, that's... Uh... Han Solo was also in, in Jabba's palace. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, he was also encased in carbonite and probably was there against his will. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so? <laughs> but the interesting point of that is... Yes. As Moncala, they had a very seclusionary, I guess, approach to their planet where it was a very different planet. It was it was a, a water world. Right. And um, mostly uh, there's very little land, of course, and they had all these uh, underwater structures and they did not take lightly or kindly to smugglers and to brigands and any anybody that would take advantage of their ecosystem. Um, not that anybody would necessarily looking for them, but they had, first of all, I mean, their shipyards were some of the most sought after um, ships, especially during the rebellion and then, the, of course, the resistance. But they, their ability to build, their ingenuity is not unlike the Gungans, like we talked about in one of our previous episodes. Extremely ingenious and uh, taking advantage and understanding their nature and their... Uh, environment to the degree that they made their technology work for where they were and it was completely different from the rest of what was available in the galaxy so the fact that we see a Quarren first show up in Jabba's palace probably isn't the best example but you know following a line of what they sort of trend to I feel like you're erroneously pointed to him as a character witness for for the species well, and, that's true. Bad apples. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, you know, that's that's not fair. <laughs> I mean, again, again, you're you're basing you're you're basing your opinion on the many by the the associations of the few. Well, he's also the first. So, <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to do with when I mean, your first step forward is uh, aligning yourself with Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, it's probably not a great first step. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I can, I can, uh, I can value your, uh, yeah. your on that. What would you, uh, <laughs> do you know when we first saw the, uh, Mon Calamari, like as a character, um, as a species? I'm pretty sure that it was also in Return of the Jedi. Hmm. And what were they doing? <laughs> we were first Being seen. big fat jerks. <laughs> um, it's funny because, uh, you know, we have Admiral Akbar mm -hmm. in Return of the Jedi, who of course, as everyone knows, is famous for saying, Get those ships out of there. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> that's one was, line. But... <laughs> I know. It's, no, no, no. Um, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> no. It was, um, oh, yes. It's a trap. <laughs> and uh, what's, what's interesting about that is I feel like that's, since that's become his catchphrase, when we see them in the Clone Wars in season four, 
It was like episode one, I believe, of season four. Nice. Of the okay, War. cool. And um, uh, Water War <laughs> was the name of that one, um, which makes sense. Right. Um, so Akbar is in that, but he's Captain Akbar. And, you know, keeping in line with his catchphrase, he says, It's an attack! <laughs> I mean, can't be by accident. No, no, of course not. No, it's total story story building and of course right. like we've talked about and like rob from the jedi temple archives podcast and tom from the hyperion adventures podcast would say the clone wars is essential viewing because it builds part of that lore into the rest of the saga and right uh during that and that's where we get most of our Moncala storylines from because we certainly don't get them no from the original trilogy and we get nothing about the corn in the original trilogy now when we're during this episode arc don't we see some jedi who come to uh to moncala to assist the well well we see a jedi and and his um senator that he's keeping a watchful eye on <laughs> but though, isn't there a third That's isn't there a second weird, jedi there yeah. green natured well, not yet. Oh, not yet. Not in that episode. Okay. Not yet. Okay. What happens is Senator Amidala is like, listen, there's like some trouble on Moncala. So we got to get down there and help them out and make sure that, you know, everything's cool and above mm. board or whatever. And Anakin's like, I'll be your bodyguard because <laughs> I love you. I mean, because you need a bodyguard. So, so they go. And um, and it's a mess because the uh, the king, uh, the Mon Calamari king, was assassinated. He had a big old knife in his back. Mm. So um, then the prince, Prince Lee Char, Lee Char was supposed yeah. to take over. And, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, first of all. And he gets called out by, like, this shark dude. And... Uh, Carcaridon. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we're doing, not that we're doing anything about a commercial or something that with uh, Jeff at the Blue Milk Cafe, exactly, but exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, so he comes in and he's all, "You're not fit to lead," and and all the Quarn are like, "Yeah, you're not fit to lead." So he's like, "Maybe I'm not fit to lead," and then it's just it's just bad news. So he's all timid and stuff. Everyone on the planet is like, well, I don't know if it, it might be a gross generalization. I was going to say, it's kind of a big uh, exaggeration. Yeah, there, but yeah, but, but you know, the fact is if your leader isn't even confident in himself, no one else is going to be. I so, totally agree. And it was a critical yeah. time for the planet. I mean, he was ascending to the, to becoming a King and a critical time to show strength, to show uh, leadership. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, how can you call yourself representative for the entire planet? If you don't have confidence in yourself, I told, I, Completely agree with that. Right. So the Quarren think, you know what? We're going to show this kid who's boss. We've got leadership skills, and we got we got elders. We got people that could that could do this. So um, they figure they're going to attack the Mon Calamari. Mm -hmm. So um, with the backing of, course, of the CIS, right? Uh, we'll get there. So <laughs> so of course the Mon Calamari have this Jedi on their side. Of course, because why not? Um, and they have Captain Akbar over there yeah. trying to be like, it's a snack or whatever. And, um, <laughs> so, so he was hungry, I guess. Um, so then, um, they, you know, go to attack, but 
they don't really have the the resources, the numbers, and all this that they need to ensure their victory. So their buddy Count Dooku's like, listen, I got some, I got some good uh, AQ series battle droids that um, can help you win this. So the battle droids, they're like, you know what they remind me of? I'll tell you what they remind me of. They're like, I mean, if you've seen Clone Wars, you know what they look like. But um, it reminds me of a cross between the um like the super battle droids yeah okay and those robots from the Fleischer Superman cartoons the one where they they Whoa. go to when they when they're stealing the jewelry and then Lois gets trapped inside the compartment wow yeah classic Fleischer stuff wow find me up Dang. I know. So I was watching the episode again. I'm like, those look like the Fleischer robots. Anyway. Fleischer and the origins of Superman. Critical Superman lore right there. Wow. That's a that's a pull from the past. That's fantastic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. So, um, and, you know, I, not that we're plugging Fleischer Superman. There's like, I have an app that has all the old Fleischer uh, cartoons on it. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I think I paid like two bucks for it or something. So, uh-huh. so you know, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, you need to see them. Yeah. It's um, like uh, Jenny Tartakovsky and his uh, Clone War stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, because that, um, that's better than seeing the little two-minute clips. Well, yeah. Times. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> 60 times. Um, <laughs> so, so then this battle ensues. And Anakin, like, called out to his friends because there's too many of them or whatever. <laughs> so so then um, Kit Fisto is like, yes, we will be there to help you. So um, he comes with us. Not, not a bad Phil Lamar. Um, so he brings uh, Ahsoka Tano mm. and, like, a bunch of clones. Mm. Yes. And they all come in and they're like, we going to get them. So they start to fight back and of course you know fisto's like all ripped and like aquatic and mr stuff. abs <laughs> he's like, yeah right. he's, he's like he's an like, olympian he's like, <laughs> yeah he's got his like dry fit shorts and he's like winking at the camera i'm like oh look at this guy oh man so um i you know whatever so yeah. anyway um and he's got that cool lightsaber that works underwater oh and that that and that is such a cool part too again uh-huh. credit to the clone wars where they the understanding of what we had of the construct of what Star Wars was. And he's he's got a lightsaber now that works underwater. Totally I cool. I mean, Anakin does too. Well, but, yeah, but the but fact like, that they threw it in there, that it works. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, this is like designed to work Right, underwater. and those abs, those aren't... Uh, <laughs> those abs. Those designed to work underwater too, I guess. <laughs> and on land, probably. <laughs> I would imagine. Um, yeah, so... He comes to help. Ahsoka comes to help and saves Anakin's uh, behind um, again. Yes. Because um, one of the Quarns comes over and knocks his um, his helmet off. And ah, that's right. His breath. That's right. Mm. Um, and, you know, he almost dies. But then Ahsoka grabs it and gives it to him. And it's like, ah, oh, that's two Yomi Jr. No, that's Han Solo. <laughs> so, um, so that happens. And then um, they get, like, big squid uh stingray uh like uh jellyfish rather to um come and fight for them the quarant do yes and that kind of um that kind of gets the uh gets the republic and the uh mon calamari off their tail for a little while 
<laughs> no pun intended on that one. Exactly. They don't have tails. They're right. unaware. But it's it's very interesting that you bring it up because you see that the CIS backed the Quarren. And mm-hmm. however, you know, that he sort of bailed and sided with them, then the only result that you can expect at this point is that the Republic would then respond in kind and therefore back the legitimate leaders of the planet, thus being the Mon Calamari. Eh. But eh. <laughs> it's not debatable, whatever. <laughs> but it certainly makes for a complex plot within the planet itself. And yes. while both sides are obviously, you know, moving their own agendas through the species on the planet. Right. It especially as when we fast forward in this the story of the Quarren and the monk Calamari, the ultimately they're the ones who lose. That struggle yes. is somewhat puppet like where they're Absolutely. And that's There's, that sucks for them. And that's and that's the thing. You've got this um powder keg uh, mm. you know, in the seas of Moncala. And you've got this organization that is trying to scoop up these systems, basically amass as many systems as they can for their side for the ensuing war. So mm. you see this powder keg um, you know, brewing, and it's like, okay, well, let me look at these two peoples. We've got this one who's in charge, and you know they're fine, I guess. But the Quarren are certainly more aggressive. Yes. So if you back them with enough numbers, you know that it's a safe bet. Yes. That they're going to win. Yeah. And you know if you if you're going to promise them power in exchange for that, then you know they're willing to go along with your plan of of defeating the Mount Calamari and then um, in exchange for that uh, be under your rule as organization as the uh, mm. Confederation of Independent Systems. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was the Mon Calamari who ended up having the representation of Mon Cala in the Galactic Senate. There used to be right. two from, and I, th- I don't know sure if that's legends or not, but there used to be a Mon Cala and Quorum representative in the Senate, whatever time period before that we're familiar with. And when we saw them in the Clone Wars and like the uh, prequel trilogy, it was just Mon Cala. So you've got an advantage there as a species to. We um, had some Quarren in the Galactic Senate and it's in their own little thing. Okay. So it was them. Okay. So they had representation there too. But they were, they were, they were two different peoples, Hmm. you know, from the same planet too. Which is is another interesting thing because you know you would you would want representation for your people as well even if they're not the the governing body right. per se versus the um, autocratic uh, royalty rule that would can completely you know veto any sort of motion or law that is put forward in a democratic sense on the planet itself. Hmm. Fascinating. Right. So yeah, there's there's two different um, two different uh, like pods or um whatever they the, the in the senate the galactic senate they have yeah, those little, little uh, hoverboards yeah. or hover, yeah. hover pods yeah yeah well so. before we get into the next section we'll take a quick break here and uh, we'll be right back good morning jeff the usual nah not this morning dex i had a bad ronto wrap last night and my stomach is killing me now 
Sorry to hear that. We're not in Batuu, you know. Does your stomach feel like you've eaten a bunch of death sticks? Trust Galactus Seltzer to ease heartburn faster than a Neju. Wow, I feel great, Dex. Thanks. You want that calf to go? Yes, please. I'm ready to take on those rebels. Galactus Seltzer, always the one. No more, no less. Results not guaranteed. Oh man, I am starving. I could really yeah. go for like a Bantha burger at Dex's Diner. Oh my god, yeah, just listening to the ad was you know what they call a Bantha burger on Coruscant? <laughs> a Royale with cheese. That's it. That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> we left off with the Clone Wars and and um you know, obviously the Mon Calamari and Quarren feud there, and mm. then you know, zoom out to the Republic and um, Separatist feud that yeah. kind of mirrored that as well. Mm. Um, you know, then we also see them in the prequel trilogy, as you had said. Um, not too much really in the sequel trilogy, but I mean, you got Akbar and yeah. and oh, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I know where you're going you, with this one. You win. You win. It completely slipped my mind. I didn't even think of that. And I'm drinking from the mug. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Shit. <laughs> uh, so anyway, in the Mandalorian, there's some quarants and stuff or whatever. <laughs> Bye. I can't believe, I can't believe he slipped my mind. I am ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of myself. James, I apologize. I love you and I'm sorry. I don't even know how this happened. I don't know what happened. Wow. This is real. This is my, I, here's my card. Here it is. <laughs> wow. Look at that shiny nerd card. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's a, that's a first. I typically submit to pat my nerd card however this time <laughs> pat's submitting his... i am so angry right now i <laughs> cannot believe this. now and i'm like in the sequel oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now before we get there let's rewind again to the end of the clone wars yeah and then to the Critical role. Angry for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Angry yeah. Pat is much better than Happy Pat. Come on. <laughs> That's, yeah, <laughs> That's true. That's true. So we we explored how the planet of Moncala was really manipulated by both sides of the war in the Clone Wars, and ultimately they became the victim in that because. As the Clone Wars transitioned into the First Galactic Empire and their yes. Imperial uh, Navy end up showing up at Moncala because King uh, Leechar, he harbors a Jedi and his followers on Moncala after the purge. And that ends up really ruining his future because you've got Moff Tarkin putting a, uh, a, uh, blockade. a blockade around the planet. And you are yes. screwed at this point. And a lot of nastiness ensues at this point. 
Farron Barr is the name of that Jedi, by the way. And ah, yes. So basically what happens is he influences through the force, the King Leechar, and uh, encourages him to fight against the, uh, the Imperials. And while technologically the Mon Calamari could do it, their technology wasn't uh, sort of retrofitted yet with uh, any sort of battlements and any blasters and that kind of stuff and, and shielding at the, at the outset of this incursion. So they were sort of handily defeated. And eventually uh, the Jedi bar, the Padawan met up with Vader and died in later on in the story. But again, Mon Cala suffers another blow at, you know, questionable decision about the, uh, about the leader, about uh, King uh, Lichar. And although his intentions were good as trying to protect the Jedi, as the protectors of the galaxy, um, this Padawan in particular was somewhat um, leaning towards the dark side. Yeah, it's, um, I know that we had spoken um, how the Force is used previously, whether you you know use it for good or bad and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, even good people trying to do good around the galaxy sometimes will make questionable decisions that end up with maybe not the best ways to get to their uh, objective. Right. And, you know, I guess for as much as they're trying to protect the, the, uh, the, well, at least at this, at this point, the crumbling uh, Republic, uh, it was inevitable at this point that uh, it was going to fail. And if Lechar was, I guess, a victim of the force, which is why the uh, bar, the Jedi bar uh, fell to the dark side. It wasn't really his <laughs> fault to that degree because it was under the force, but it ultimately led to his capture. The Imperials, you know, laid waste to many of the most important cities of Moncala and took a bunch of um, Mon Calamari as hostages and including Akbar who ended up being a slave for Tarkin, which is, I never knew that. It's like, holy crap, I had no idea about that. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, war hero. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, rose through the ranks by the time we see him in the uh, in the original trilogy. Right. And at this and point... And the sequel trilogy, yeah. Now, it's important at this point to... So, like, like you had said all the way back at, you know, part one, where he was a captain of the Mon Calamari Guard. The commander yeah. of the Mon Calamari Guard was Radis. Uh-huh. Another hero of this, of this saga. That's two, just by the way. Um, um, let's... Not only a hero of the saga. <laughs> but... Why don't you tell us the personal significance and importance that Radis has um, for all of us. Radis and his uh, galaxy-affecting role in the creation of the Rebellion in Rogue One. We mm -hmm. see him piloting one of the Mon Calamari ships that yes. was conscripted after uh, King Lechar was, was captured by the Imperials, uh, by the by the Empire, as we spoke about before, um, and they led a, a rescue attempt, and King Lechar actually died in that attempt. He didn't he didn't live, but mm -hmm. he did record a message and inspired Mon Calamari back on the planet, the 
to join the rebellion because this was the right yeah. side to be on. So General mm -hmm. Radis, uh, or Admiral Radis at this point, led right. some of the very, very early rebellion fleet yeah. on in Rogue One. And we see him literally in Rogue One in that uh, massive, uh, or that not massive, but that, that, the grouping of uh, rebellion leaders uh, yeah. on um, Yavin 4. And he was compelled to join the fight. And he actually left Yavin 4 and um, hyperspaced to Scarif and led that fight to get the Death Star plans yes. from the planet surface to eventually mm -hmm. get into Leia's hands. So yes. a critical, critical moment of the rebellion. Uh, and again, Mon Calamari. I just wondering, like now... A legitimate question. I'm not okay, trying to be a jerk. So real quick. Okay. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find a quorn anywhere in this story. And I don't find one. I'm just wondering. Okay. Well, well. <laughs> Are they traveling to Jabba's Palace? According to Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. There was a quorn. <laughs> that owned a quorn. There was a quorn. One in the Coruscant underworld. Ooh. Who owned and operated? Okay, his own noodle shop. Okay. <laughs> now, if that's not a self-starter, I don't know what is. Furthermore, furthermore. Have we seen any Mon Calamari feed the child in The Mandalorian? No. No, we have not. <laughs> Secondly, have we seen any Mon Calamari feed the child in The Mandalorian to some weird sea beast in, in the ship? No. No, we have... Wait, that's not a good example. That's not a good okay. example. Uh, that's not a good one. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well... All right, so full disclosure here, I thought it would be fun to um, <laughs> pose this as a, you know, me versus you, calamari quarren feud, uh -huh. and um, I thought I would be the nice guy and allow you to take them on calamari. <laughs> Clearly, in retrospect, that was a poor choice. Um, or, or you soft tossed it to me. To give the uh, the Mon Calamari their due diligence and their due uh, spotlight because of their importance within the entire saga. And you took the fall for the Quarren, who unfortunately <laughs> are quite absent from all the, the best parts of the story. <laughs> Although he looked pretty cool in Jabba's palace. <laughs> uh, right, right. And additionally, additionally, not all of us can be galaxy savers. True, okay? true. I mean, yeah. how many Star Wars species can you say that crossed over into Pirates of the Caribbean? Not many. I was going to say Davy Jones. Davy jo I, I have it in my notes. I have it in my notes. Such notable quarren can be found in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. And he plays a mean organ. He does. If that's not cultured, I don't know what is. I mean, Bill Nye, he knocked that out of the park. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> so, I, back to Radis. Um, I, see, see the one. Ugh, that the Pirates of the Caribbean joke was supposed to be mine. I don't even know how you did. You read my notes? No, I didn't. But I mean, come on. How many squid faces did you see? <laughs> that was that was my one shining moment with the quarant and you snatched it from my hands <laughs> womp womp all right all right well, so admiral radis of course uh, let unscared. me tell you something else yes about the quarant okay okay you got they bit? can be found in such notable programs as the original trilogy the prequel trilogy the Clone Wars, Resistance, comics, novels, and The Mandalorian. Guess where they're not? First of all, I didn't. They're in the Resistance uh, series. Yes. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. So where else? Where else? They're, they're not in Rebels. Huh. Weird, right? That is. That's like right. Because they were off doing awesome stuff. <laughs> that's their. That's their sweet spot of all the awesomeness. <laughs> It's all off camera. <laughs> that's their that's their uh, that, hero arc is in Rebels. Is that, we just don't see it. Is that weird to you that they're not in Rebels? That is weird. They didn't show up in that uh, series at all, even as a background character. No, they're not in it. Weird, right? Well, not weird because they're really not heroic. But yeah, beside that, that's really kind kind of weird. Yeah. You are the worst. You're the so, worst. You, uh, let the I, I, if it please the jury. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll go on record as saying you are my least favorite conversations co-host of all time. <laughs> and your favorite, your two equal favorites would be who? Well, that's the rub. I only have one co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, but I have heard of you. Um, so, uh, That's worth something. There you go. Very nice. So, nice. Um, okay, so I guess we're going to jump back to Radis, I guess. Yeah, so just to quickly end up like the Radis arc is that at Scarif, uh-huh. brilliant tactician awesome. and awesome <laughs> military uh-huh. uh, cognizance of what needs to be done. Uses the hammerhead to ram, cruises Star into the other one, blah, blah, blah. Takes yeah, down the uh, planetary defenses and up comes the Death Star plans and hands off to Leia. So Yeah, now, he's a regular hero. Yes, well, he's uh-huh. a supreme hero, but uh, we're not quite sure how <laughs> well, he died. He's a hero. <laughs> we're not quite sure. We don't see it on camera, but we assume he died very shortly after there uh, uh-huh. because we don't see him again. So if well, you haven't seen Rogue yeah. One, spoiler alert, but... Holy crap, is that an awesome movie? And it's not filler and it's not uh, secondary story. And neither is it, um, you know, just stories that we didn't need. It's a fantastic movie. And it's my brother's favorite Star Wars movie. Look at that. That is a perfect example of what Star Wars is about. It's an entry point. So to reduce any movie, regardless of where it falls in the trilogy, is ridiculous because it is the entry point for any of the fans. So. Kudos mm-hmm. to Matt. Aside from the fact that he kicks my ass every day in the rings, uh, that's fantastic to hear. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has no idea. Um, he doesn't know he's in a competition with you. Um, okay, so are you done? Yes, now? yes. Well, okay. for now. Uh-huh. 
Can I talk about my favorite Mon Calamari? Sure. <laughs> Since we've left the Quarren, because we don't talk about them anymore. <laughs> Except for the Jabba's Palace. But yes, go ahead. You're such a shit. <laughs> um, I softball you this one. Yes. And... <laughs> I did I did and, hit a home and, run with it. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, very very gloatingly. It's not very <laughs> Canadian of you, I have to say. Let's... I thought you were gonna take this one with grace, but apparently not. So um we talked about Akbar and Radis and all these guys, and as I sip from my Batu mug. Which is very beautiful, by the way. And I'm highly jealous. Yeah, it's the Starbucks, um, like, Been There series or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Batu, And um, it's got, like, all sorts of cool stuff on it. It's got uh, Vimeratis on there. DJ Rex is there. Nice. Uh, it says Bright Suns. Nice. That's the greeting, of course, for, for Batu. There's a Loath Cat on there. Oh, sweet. And, of course, Chewy and Ray uh -huh. and such. So um, it reminds me of, of being in Batu. And um, being on a certain little ride um, known as the Rise of the Resistance. Hmm. And um, I I know this from being there on opening day of the ride. Yes. Okay. And you know this because I told you mm -hmm. this. True. Because I was there on opening day of the ride. Mm -hmm. And you forgot it for our podcast tonight. And you were not there. <laughs> But you forgot it for our podcast tonight. But more importantly, I remembered before you hit stop recording. <laughs> so I still win. You um, do because you were there so opening day and you were part of the the Imagineers who were clapping yes. as you were coming off the ride. What an experience that must have been. clapping and high-fiving them as well. It was amazing. And so, you know... We talked about the ride before yes. on, on the show several times. Um, but as I'm in my ride vehicle, my and I hear, that's right, R4. And I <laughs> it's just it's just the same R4 that we get from R4 with um <laughs> our our friend Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um so well it's R five for that one. Uh but we we have uh, Lieutenant Beck. Right from Rise of the Resistance, yes, and and he is a Mon Calamari, and he is voiced by our very not so near but very dear James Arnold Taylor, and I appreciate his involvement in that, as I'm sure he does as well. And um, I he's my favorite of the Mon Calamari. He's fantastic. Absolutely. I know. That's why I said it. Exactly. And you almost didn't mention him. Almost. But you saved Grace on that one. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> now, as you alluded to. So, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> By the way, this uh, nerd card is going to be a very nice addition uh, to my collection over here. Just like. Okay, Grievous. Guess what? You only get it for 24 hours. You know the rules. <laughs> How many times have I handed you my nerd card? Exactly. That's why you should know the rules by heart. You know when I get it back. Yes. So as we move into the sequel trilogy, right. beside Lieutenant Beck and his heroics within the resistance. That's game. I mean, that's game over as far as I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> I, I 
Is that the epitome for you? Yes. Okay. So, um, yes. <laughs> the, the naming of the ship, the Radis in uh, The Last Jedi is not uh, is not worthy of that? It's not James Arnold Taylor voicing in Mon Calamari. This is true. This is true. I mean, talk about a personal upfront experience of the first one of the first people to experience it. So I get that. But as a regular fan who wasn't there on opening day, such as myself, <laughs> hearing the, the Mon- ship being called the Radis yeah. was so cool that it was an homage to General Radis and his sacrifice for the rebellion how you know 30 years before and now it's a pivotal you know last bastion of hope for uh the resistance in the sequel trilogy and and as we saw Haldo taking over the Radis turning yes. it around saving the escaping resistance that are heading to crate and she rams right. it into um Snoke's command ship yes Again, in name only, of course, but a sacrifice of monumental proportions, which ultimately, of course, leads to them being discovered on crate. But um, a valiant attempt, at least namesake wise uh, for the Mon Calamari, uh, so far removed from the, the uh, timeline of Rogue One. And it's a fitting, um, you know, fitting tribute. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> That's all you'll say on that one? Yeah. I mean, it's cool or whatever, I guess. (laughs) I get it. It's not as cool as James Arnold Taylor voicing a Mon Calamari. Right. Did he ever voice a... uh, As far as I'm concerned. Did he ever voice a Quarren? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) When was that? In my head cannon. (laughs) That's a dangerous place. Don't worry about what's yeah, up Don't worry there. about it. Don't worry about it. So we yeah. fast forward to the rise of Skywalker. And yes. the end of the Skywalker saga. Uh-huh. And the final appearance of Admiral Akbar and yes. his heroics once again. Some have complained that it was somewhat unceremonious that the way he died in the rise of Skywalker. And not every death um, is going to be, you know, in such a... Um blaze of glory that mm. you know is just and dramatic and yeah. yeah yeah but the fact that he showed up there was fantastic for his arc and uh, within the entire saga story and his species but let's also say the entire planet because like we, uh, as we just discovered the entire planet had a complex history of two sentient species that had a pivotal role in the entire you know skywalker saga um it's a, it's a fitting end for them, for sure. Yes. And, um, you know, there was a, uh, I've heard tell of a um, hybrid uh, between the Calamari and Quarren. Ooh, that makes sense. I guess so. I don't know what it looks like, but um, <laughs> I've heard that it existed before 146 BBY. Wow. Interesting. So, I mean, if anybody wants to try and find a uh, find a photo of that, uh, be my guest. <laughs> I I don't even know what to, I read know. that, and I was um, I I had to move on. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sort of close your eyes and hope for the best at that point. Yeah. What we can focus on is on our uh, Twitter poll that we ran. We said our next episode will be uh, a conversation about the corn and Mongkamalari species and their cultures <laughs> and their longstanding differences. Which is your uh-huh. favorite species? Right. Uh, there's three options. Yes. One, Mon Calamari. Uh, see, I feel as though, I feel as though you're leading with this poll by putting Mon Calamari first. Okay. Well, in the description, I put the Quarren first, so I did this oh, on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> Option number two. Yes. Quarren, of course. Okay. What's the third option? Wait, you have a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) So the breakdown of the results, um, out of 29 votes, in third place, corn with 7%. Seven? Okay, how many votes is that? Like two? Yeah, somewhere around there. 29 29 (laughs) votes. Yeah. Coming in at a strong 27%. Wait, you have a podcast? <laughs> and and winning the poll, of course, with like 68% of the vote. Yeah. Actually, 66. Whoa. That's kind of creepy. 66% of the vote <laughs> is the Mon Calamari. Huh. So, uh, yes. So, uh, clearly, Mon Calamari came of, out on top on that one. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that the corn would stay at zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Well, they're close to zero. <laughs> you round down. Not by much. Not by much. Um, we did have some uh, some feedback. Uh, Zach Grace, uh, who can be found on Twitter at Flying Grace Sun, replied with, uh, I love the Moncala. Flying Mon Cal- Grace Sun, like the Flying Graysons from Batman. Ooh, that's fantastic. I did that. not get that's, that at all. That's Robin's family, Dick Grayson's. That's Dick Grayson's. I remember that Grayson. name. That's fantastic. And you will like this comment. He said, or she said, I love the Mon Calamari, but I do wish we had more Quarren stories or at least one heroic Quarren character. That's like, that's fantastic. The noodle shop guy. <laughs> he said heroic. <laughs> Not right. entrepreneurial. Have you, seen, have you seen the course on Underground? It takes a hero to sell noodles down there. Um, we also got a reply from... Uh, uh, someone called Cam Ray Semi Productions. Um, oh, he oh, selected, uh, he told us what he selected was uh, wait, you have a podcast. And uh, he submitted a Mon Cam Alary uh, image, uh, which is equally disturbing and uh, unsettling and, and quite creative. funny. <laughs> creative, yes. Can um, we have him do a, a Quarren version? Ooh. It, it might help me sleep tonight. <laughs> Um, we also got a reply from a certain point of view podcast, Adam and Josh. They supported us in uh, trying to keep uh, Cam at uh, bay with uh, his propensity for taking over our podcast. So uh, we have a, we have our a strong supporter in our camp with uh, Josh and Adam from the certain certain point of view podcast. Well, listen, if if Cam looks like the Mon Camillari, then uh, ain't nobody gonna follow that guy. <laughs> Uh, we also yeah. got a reply from uh, Tom and Michelle over at the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Um, oh, uh, their reply to the the poll was mm, calamari. <laughs> and 
the gif of <laughs> Homer Simpson just like uh, salivating. <laughs> I love the Homer one. So, um, okay. Go ahead. Any more of our friends, uh, you know, yes. pull a stick to Arnold on me? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. Rez, our uh, good friend uh, and supporter of many different podcasts in the Star Wars community. Uh, he replied with, is this a trap? Of course it wasn't. It was just a, you know, very, very uh, placid uh, poll trying to get the people's, um, uh, get the pulse of the people. Yeah, trying to sway people to the cow market. Right, get it? right. But uh-huh. a classic, cl- pl- classic line, no less, which is fantastic. And yeah. um, finally, it's a tra- <laughs> and finally, uh, Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast um, did say that uh, they're both tasty if cooked properly. <laughs> That was his reply to them. Maybe that will be one of the next Disney dishes. Oh, there we go. (laughs) If you're unfamiliar with the Disney dishes. Yes. Simply visit uh, Hyperion Adventures podcast in which you can find the Disney dishes link right there, which is uh, full of fantastic um, Disney dishes recreations with uh, MasterChef Tom and his culinary expertise. Yes, they'll have you drooling like Homer in no time. <laughs> um, so um, I feel at this point I need to say you've turned them against me. <laughs> so speaking of Twitter, we've got a Twitter and we're um, at Swations on the Twitters. We've got the Facebook at Facebook.com slash Conversations. Um, Instagram, we've got Conversations on Instagram. Um, we've got, we're cooking up some pretty great ideas on our, uh, our oh t-shirt store oh, yes. at the Spreadshirt shop. <laughs> oh, There's so lots of stuff coming there. And of course there is our flagship, the conversations.com. Not yeah. the con, it's conversations.com. Yes, right. With that being said. Oh, I guess, um, we'll go back to the first appearance of both. The Quarren and Mon Calamari, Return of the Jedi. Ooh. And the Force will be with her always. Nice. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat. <laughs> Note to self, don't take a sip as Charles is about to do the intro. <clears throat> of water. Water. <clears throat> right. Yes. <clears throat> that's good water. That's it. That's a, that's a James Arnold Taylor quote. Um, oh, okay. yes. He likes his uh, hydration. That's correct. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so hello, welcome to the conversation. <laughs> he's Charles, and he's and Pat. Pat. 
And this is episode 57. The lights. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll start it over. <laughs> <laughs>